This message is brought to you by The Covenant Nation. Okay, let's take a confession this morning. One, two, go. As I say to listen to the word of God today, a door of utterance has been opened unto us, and I hear the voice of God clearly speaking to me. This is the way to go. Walk ye in it. I listen under the influence of the Spirit of God, and I am not distracted by anything or anyone. The word of God is full to my spirit. I am strengthened by it this morning. It is wine to my heart, creating joy within me. It is oil to my face, causing my life to shine, giving me victory in everything that I do. As my eyes make contact with the scriptures used in this message, the spirit of God opens new things to me. He also brings to my remembrance things Jesus once showed me. I come to understand God's system on the earth, and I receive instruction, encouragement, correction, and the enablement to live out God's will. Amen. All right, um, this morning, um, um, I, I want to share on something that uh, God specifically told me. I was uh, preparing my thoughts for, for, um, to preach what I'll preach on Sunday. And I think I was asleep and I just woke up and it flashed into my consciousness. And he said, I wanted to preach on this concept because it is going to be very strategic and that people should offer up this prayer. And we'll say this after uh, I teach this particular types of prayer as we enter into uh, the new year 2023. It says, because uh, uh, what I want to do all right, this is going to be one of the major tools I will use in accomplishing my will and my purpose for them in 2023. And it's something that we hear recently a lot of people say it, and it's the concept of divine helpers. And this morning I want to bring it out from the scripture. It is scriptural, it is spiritual, and it should be strategic when we pray. And I'm going to mention five types of divine helpers that you should consciously ask God for in prayer as we enter into the new year. And this is not just a one-off prayer that you offer up, all right, unto God. Sorry, I think I lost my voice a bit. I went to watch World Cup, so we were screaming. <laughs> I just needed to tell you. I just, all right. And we were screaming in the stadium. So, all right. I met a guy there. said, I've been coming for the World Cup for 40 years. I said, what? So since 1982. My father used to bring me. He died uh, a few weeks ago. So he, his father was 92. So he came for the first time alone since. It was very touching. A Nigerian, no. Not, not, um, all right. So it's a concept there of divine helpers and um, receiving help through the hands by God, through the hands of men. Uh, we have just one source and uh, that source is unchangeable and it is God who is our source. 
but God will and does make use of channels in bringing about the fulfillment of his will and supply into our lives. The channels will alright change, but the source remains the same. But the most important thing is to understand that this is how he does things. Now, when we understand how things work, then we can, as we look at the process and have an understanding of it, we'll find out the things that we did that were necessary, the things that we did that were not really necessary, and we are able to focus on the most vital aspects of the process, and we will shorten the times of manifestation by making the right requests. In other words, when a man started flying, uh, it was a time to go from London to Lagos, or Lagos to London, will take about 17 hours. But as they discovered more of the science and understood it better, they were able to crunch time and to be able to get people across within six or eight hours there. And so as we examine things and look at how God does things and really examine all right, and find out his ways, we will see the real elements that he uses consistently and then we'll be able to cooperate better with him for we have a better understanding. Let me give an example. Um, Kenneth Hagin said once he was trying to get his uncle saved. And he will fast and he will pray for him and preach to him. But the man didn't get saved for about a decade. And one day, he was reading the scriptures and saw, Pray ye the Lord of the harvest that he will send forth laborers to the harvest. So he was inspired and said, Look, pray for somebody to go and minister to your uncle. Now, he did that and within three to four days or within a week, the man got saved. Somebody just went to preach to him. And he got saved and he realized that he was just born in energy and time because he didn't understand the process. Now, if you look back at that, you'll find out the Bible says that a prophet does not have honor or has honor except in his own country among his own people. So he's less likely that the uncle would have even listened to him as a messenger of God because Jesus himself, all right, when he went to minister to his own people, even his own family found it difficult at the beginning to accept him. So when we meditate on what really happened, then we can now begin to see patterns, all right? So we approach it, for want of words, in a scientific way, that is to look for the law of cause and effect, then find out the true causes, and then eliminate every other thing that we are doing and focus on that. And so I want to look through scriptures quickly this morning about God using people. And when we pray that it will be important, all right, to pray certain people into your own life. First Chronicles chapter 12 and verse 18. First Chronicles 12 and verse 18. Then the Spirit came upon Amasai, Right, who was chief of the captains? I want to see the concept of divine helpers. And he said, Thine are we, David, 
and on thy side, thou son of Jesse. Peace, peace be unto thee. Peace be to thine helpers. That's in plural tense. Many people. For thy God helpeth thee. So he said, peace be unto your helpers. Because it is your God who is helping you. But that help was made manifest through what he called thine helpers. So when the scripture says you might find grace to help in a time of need, we will see that this grace, a lot of it is manifested as certain people enter into your life and that's where grace comes in. In other words, if someone like Paul said, when they perceived the grace that was given to me towards the Gentiles. In other words, when he went to the Gentiles, the grace of God through him entered into, all right, the Gentiles there, and they began to experience more ease and, and getting results because grace was ministered through Paul. Now, so what did David do? Because David understood it. Immediately, let's look at verse 18. Immediately, David made them, First Chronicle, yeah, all right, David received them and made them captains of his band. In other words, he made them leaders immediately. He understood what was going on, that these were people that God had sent to him to help him. Romans chapter 16 and verse 3. The Bible speaks about Paul saying Priscilla and Aquila were his helpers in Christ. So he was in Christ, but he was receiving help, all right, through people. So it's an essential part of our discourse. God must be your source of total supply, but we must embrace the concept of and then consciously pray that he sends helpers our way. Because many people are struggling in isolation on things that if they had and they are praying but if they had offered up the right prayer, saying that, Lord, I will need your help through somebody in this area, things will have happened much faster. Even when you have a direct encounter with God on something, that Jesus appears to you, he will still go through this help strategy because without doing that, there's going to be a lot of pride that people are going to develop within their hearts. In Luke chapter 13 and verse 34 and 35, it says, O Jerusalem that kills your prophets and stones those that are sent unto thee. He said, how often, in other words, several times I try to do this, gather all those things together unto thee. How often, which means I sent these prophets and I sent people to help you often. But because, all right, people are not accustomed, we'll say this, to God's system, or we, we, we don't understand it, we push back on people that God may have sent unto us. He said, I will have gathered together thy children as a, all right, hen doth gather her brood. I will have gathered all those things you are trying to reach for under her wings, but you will not. Right, so and how does it know you will not because you are killing the prophets? In other words, you are pushing back on the people and stoning them. You know, when I, I said I ministered, I had a friend and he told me a story and it disturbed me. And in the story, he said, you know, he had this friend of his 
who used to pray. I started a church too. I used to pray 12 hours. He told me every day. He would read the Bible, pray, read the Bible, stay at home. 12 hours. He said, look, the guy gave up in ministry. Nothing was working. And he would fast and do all of that. And to me, it's like, then what else will we do if somebody is reading their Bible, staying indoors for 12 hours, coming out full of the anointing? But as I began to understand things, for example, that guy will be praying, and God hears and answers the prayer. And God will send people. He always does it, all right? Send people there. People just may not understand God's system. And when you don't do it, then you don't cooperate with him. The children of Israel prayed that God should deliver them from Pharaoh. God said, I've heard their prayer. I have come down. He went to Moses. In answer to their prayer, I am sending you. They were stoning Moses, criticizing Moses. But they didn't understand that Moses was the manifestation of that grace that they needed for that particular thing of their deliverance from Egypt and for them to get into the promised land. So when we don't understand the system, we fight against the system and push back on the people that God wants to use because we simply don't understand that is how he does his things. So this job will pray. Now thinking about it, I am sure God oftentimes sends people to him. People will come and knock on the door and tell him, ah, you know, what are you doing fine? Maybe a friend of his, ah, there's this conference that so-so and so is coming for. And, you know, he wants to talk about church growth and all of that principles of organization of ministry. I'm sorry, the guy who said, I don't believe all these people. Is so-so and so? Organization of ministry, I'm not going. All right? And then somebody else too will come again, just in casual conversation, and, and say something else to him. And he will push back on it, not knowing that, all right, God, and oftentimes God will do that. Oftentimes he will send. I mean, about three weeks ago, a friend of mine, a classmate of mine, I heard the pastors at Chila Church, in Redeem Church in Port Harcourt, sent me a text message. I haven't seen him in, in, since 1990, all right, which will be about 33 years. I haven't set my hands on him. He sent me a text message. He said, I said, ah, how are you fine? He said, I sense strongly that God wants to take you to another place, all right, in ministry in this country. So I, I suggest, I listen to me, I've not held the conversation with him in 30. He just said, I have a strong unction that you should raise intercessors around you that will be praying with you so that you can birth this new level. So I took it and I dropped it and I said to myself, I said, my wife, I said this guy, I've not seen him in 32 years. He's sending this. Then somebody in church that I know, all right, that just sent me a message last week and said, should it cross your mind that you want to raise a team of intercessors? Please, will you put me along? Isn't God talking to you? Isn't that God talking to you? Now, I can drop that and continue to be saying, next level. Do you get what I'm saying? Next level, next level, next level. But I have pushed back. And he says, oftentimes, I did it. I sent often that when we get to heaven, we say, God, but you didn't help. God says, listen. And God said, look, my hands are clean. When so-so and so came, I made this suggestion. When so-so and so came, I made this suggestion. Often times I sent. All right? But this person was just not listening. And they were shit, and they will stone that, find fault. To stone a person means you find fault. You know, I, I, sometimes I, I watch Fox News. I'm living with my classmates. Sometimes they say, are, are you this Fox News? You are Fox News. You are, you, are, you are this conservative Fox News people. You know, they're racist. I don't know how you listen to racists. What's my problem if you're racist? What is my problem with that? 
Is, is someone is racist? Is that my problem? He, he has information. I want to listen to information. If he doesn't have it, that's his problem. Are you following what I'm saying here? Whether I like the color of the cup or not, it's not the issue. It's the content of the cup I want to drink. I mean, I don't know people that, they stone people that are sent to them. All right? They stone people. And in those places you see there, sometimes this will give you vital information. Strategic insight. In fact, one of them, I was listening to one of them because they say very sensitive things on, on that. And one of them just said this. When, when the Nigerian guy who put the bomb, um, Mutalab, there, and he put the bomb, I, it was then I understood something about, one of the CIA guys, retired, just came, they said, he carried, he checked in to United States without luggage. And we didn't flag him. Ah, I realized, don't ever check into USO without luggage. Strategic information. Even if the box is empty. You can do London. You can do this place. But America, they will flag you. So you get strategic insight. What, what does that one have to do with whether he loves, uh, is it that Nigerians too are not, we, we, Nigerians, we are not, uh, do you know we talk down on other African countries? I think we have forgotten Ghana must go. Or oh, let's just go on here. <laughs> I see people talking, like and there's some people like all of that. So God sends somebody to you, uh, you say, uh, there's a boss in the office, he has a girlfriend. What's your, what's your problem? Is that what you came to the office for? All right. He gives you an advice on your career. You say he has a girlfriend. Is that your problem? So what happens is we stone those that are sent. We go and look for faults inside them and disregard everything they are saying. And use that to justify our refusal to change our ways. I had a friend, one in school, my best friend in school. He wanted to, he's a big guy, and I was supposed to be, let me say, deputy governor of Central Bank. Right? What happened to him was that he went to meet a professor of economics in Nigeria, went in school, and just before he, he did jam, he went to ask him. He was a young guy, he used to live down our road. He was, he was an economic advisor to Babangida then. He said, how should I do this thing? The man said, if you want to excel as an economist, go to university first and study mathematics. After you finish mathematics, go and do economics. I'm telling you that you'll be one of the best in the country. Now, you can find that very offensive. Say, I can pass for civil engineering. Why should I now be going to, to mathematics? But today, he obeyed what the counsel he got. He knows where he is in life. Luke 13, verse 35. He said, uh, down next he says, Your house shall be left unto you desolate. Verily I say unto you, you shall not see me. That's Jesus saying this. Until you say, you, he didn't say, say, blessed is Jesus. He said, blessed is he that cometh in the name of the Lord. That your confession will be, I have seen life. Blessed is the person that comes to me in the name of the Lord. He said, that's when you will start seeing me again. In other words, you begin to have manifestations of my presence within your life. So we can cut short the time involved when we know how he works. And then we cooperate with him by praying his will. So there are certain types of individuals that must be in your life. See, Jesus appeared to Paul. Now, hear what he said when he was Saul. 
And he showed me and said, you talk about Cornelius and the angel, but I actually came to Saul, that's Paul now, all right, in Acts chapter 9, verse 4 to verse 6. The Bible tells us, Acts 9, 4 to 6, it says, this Paul fell to the earth and heard a voice saying unto him, Saul, Saul, that's what it was called Saul, why persecute thou thou me? And then he said, who art thou, Lord? And the Lord said, now, the Lord said, I am Jesus. So this is Jesus. An angel can't say this and remain an angel. You will be gone that day. All right? I am Jesus whom thou persecuted. It is a hard thing for you to kick against the bricks. And then verse 6. And he trembling astonished, this Jesus now, said, Lord, what will you have me do? This Jesus talking to him. Here Jesus replied, and the Lord said unto him, Arise and go into the city, and it shall be told thee. Why didn't Jesus say it? Ah, you have started talking to me. Why are you saying I should go into the city? Somebody else is going to come and tell me. Say it now. In fact, what the person wants to say, you must be, have been the one that told the person. And that's the truth. So why don't you just say directly, God's system is such that he must eliminate pride from us when there is manifestation. And if you are the one that has soul encounter, soul everything, you will begin. You won't know when you will grow wings. So look at the next verse. Said will tell, they will tell you. Alright? Next verse here, verse 7. And the man who journeyed with him stood speechless here in a voice but saying no man. Alright? Now let's go to verse 10 and verse 10 to verse 15. Quickly. And there was a certain disciple at Damascus, name was Adanias, to him said, Lord, all right, and said, Lord, in a vision, and the Lord said, and to him, said the Lord in a vision, and Ananias, and he said, Behold, I am here, Lord. And then the Lord said unto him, Arise and go into the street, which is called Street. Inquire in the house of Judah, for one calleth, all right, one who is called Saul of Tarsus, for behold, he prayed. And then he says, And he had seen the vision, a man named Ananias coming and putting his hand on him that he might receive sight. Listen, if some people don't touch you that God has sent, you won't see. You just won't see. That he might receive sight. And Ananias said, and this is the problem, Lord, I've heard many of this man. This is why we, people sometimes find it hard to come or you have hard, make it hard for you to receive. I've heard about this man so much, how much evil he has done to the saints that are at Jerusalem. Behind this man was the entire New Testament revelation that he was in this. Behind this man was the entire Gentile world. All right, all of us who are locked into the spirit of Paul when they were saying, making these excuses. Uh, but Jesus convinced him and said, go, go ahead and do it. And he went ahead and he did it. But that's the system, all right, that God actually uses. So not holding the head, the Bible says in Colossians 2.19, we hold on to the head by which all the body through joints and bands has 2.19, has nourishment ministered. So we are holding on to Jesus, but he's ministering it through joints and bands. Now one more before I tell you the five types of people you need to pray in. And you will see the use of technology, and you need to pray tech, no matter what you are doing, you need to pray tech people into your life. And I'll show you in the Bible how tech in those days transformed the kingdom. Tech people into your life. 
all right, how a king's passion was farming. But the greatest success he had was in tech because he had helpers in those areas. Ezra chapter 8, verse 17. Ezra 8 and verse 17. Now, here is Ezra here making a an, an request here. Now, listen to what happened here. And I sent them with commandment unto Idol, the chief place, all right, in Casaphia. And I told them what they should say unto Idol here and to his brethren at Nethmeetings and at the place of Casaphia that they should bring unto us ministers for the house of God. Now, look at what it says in verse 18. In verse 18, and by the good hand of our God upon us, they brought us a man of understanding. That's by the good hand of God on us, which means that prayer that we offered caused those people to bring to us among the people a strategic person who was a man of understanding concerning what they were doing. And when you have a person with understanding in your system there, in other words, those people that's a person that has understanding there, it, it, it changes, it's a game changer. But it was the hand of the Lord that was upon him that caused them to bring a man of understanding to them. I mean, one time Henry Ford had a problem with one of his machines or his equipment and he paid several people. And they came, engineers, and it didn't work. So finally, he got this engineer. They told him about him, and he flew him right in. And when the chap came, the chap um, just said they should start the engine. They started it. And then he just tightened one bolt. I've, I've only listened. And they, so, it, so Harry Ford said, thanks. After he fixed it, he said, so give me the invoice. He gave him an invoice of $10,000. Henry Ford said, $10,000 for just tightening a bolt. He said, oh, I'm sorry, bring it back. He put $1 for tightening it, $9,900 for knowing where to tighten Stick. You have spent all that money, and they have been doing you this way. A person of understanding comes into your system. Are you following what I'm saying here? And gives you the vital information that you need there. So, the five types of people I recommend you pray. Number one, you need people with strategic information. I'm not talking about anointed people now. People that have strategic information. You see, anything you are believing for. Now, hold fast your confession. Make the declaration, but I've shown you a pattern in scripture that when Jesus does things, he uses... So, you see, and that's why sometimes we'll be praying, praying, and somebody can come and meet you. And, and when you don't know, your heart is not open to people... You know, you are, in fact, I was listening this morning to the nine people who won a Nobel Prize, just won yesterday the Nobel Prize, and all of them said, a breakthrough idea is always repulsive when it first comes. All of them said it. He said, anything that has led to breakthrough, he said, when they suggest it, it's crazy. So, there's a, there's a tendency for you to push back. 
except the only way you will position to align yourself quickly is that you recognize that this is how things happen and you are praying so that in answer to the prayer, the Holy Spirit sensitizes your heart so that you can perceive. That's why I say, seeing and they see not, all right, and hearing, so you will hear and you will perceive. Now, first thing is you need people that have vital information. All right, you are, you are believing for something, you need strategic information. Our son says, well, we are putting a bid for something. See, there is somebody on this earth in that system or somewhere that knows what you ought to do, that has the strategic information that you need, that without that information, that, that thing, just the connection there, all right, when I say connection, in order to get it, just will not be there. So the first thing is intelligence. You need that kind of intelligence on the earth. All great armies will tell you that the warfare is, first of all, a war on intelligence. Whoever has more information about the other, all right, has a better chances of winning. Jesus said, if you go to war and you don't have knowledge about the opposition, their capacity. It says, and there's an element of surprise on the battlefield. In other words, you came with 10,000 and you did not know that they were going to show up with 20,000 and it's on the battlefield you realize the force that they were coming with. He said, you will surrender. Your chances of winning with 10,000 is that you know that they're coming with 20,000 and you prepare strategically to fight 20,000. And once there are surprises there, just know that you are going to lose the battle. So that's why great armies, great countries, they invest in intelligence. All right? Israel, because they know. All right? Intelligence is paramount. John, this church's father is a journalist. He was a big journalist back then. Told me one day, he said, he said, it was a British man that told him he was boarding a flight. He said, where are you going to? He said, I'm going to London in 1966. He said, why? He said, there will be a coup in your country tomorrow. He said, eh, they know. That you'll be wasting a lot of time, resources. People will die unnecessarily if you don't have intelligence. And you have got to pray and ask. Now, let me give you an example here. Look at 1 Samuel chapter 30, verse 8 to verse 6. Now, I know, I know you have confessed. I know you, but... They strategic and God said, my people perish for lack of knowledge. He wasn't saying biblical information. They don't have that strategic information. 1 Samuel chapter 13 verse 8. This was when David, they, had, they were in Ziklag, they had ransacked them, all right, and taken all their wives and taken their children. And so David inquired of the Lord saying, shall I pursue after the troops and shall I overtake them? And he answered, pursue. For thou shalt surely overtake them and without fail recover. Now this is God telling David. But see how God did it. Next verse. It says, so David went and he had his 600 men that were with him. And they came to the brook of Bissau where they were. All right. They were left behind. Oh, sorry. Stayed. Verse 10. But David pursued him and 400 men and 200 of those men that were there decided they were going to stay back at Bissau. Now verse 11. Uh, the Bible says, and they found an Egyptian. So as they were going, now they had prayed, God said, go. But what was the strategy that God used? They found an Egyptian in the field and brought him to David and gave him bread. 
And he did eat and they made him to drink water. And that's why hospitality is a very important part. When you understand this principle, you will talk to people right. You will treat people right. Because you don't know who is carrying information. And they will not release it if they don't like you. Are you following what I'm saying? So, they found an Egyptian in the field and brought him to David and gave him bread. And he did eat and made him drink water. Verse 12. And they gave him a piece of cake and figs and two clusters of raisins. And when he had eaten, and his spirit came back to him. That's life. For he had eaten no bread and drunk no water for three days and nights. Verse 13. And David said unto him, To whom belongest thou? Whence art thou? And he said, I am a young man of Egypt, a servant to an Amalekite. And my master left me because three days gone, I fell sick. Now, the master left him because he had no use for him again. See, if you are an employer of labor, treat people right. I saw somebody I know go and write on Facebook. She runs a business. And I said, are you okay? And she wrote there. All these staff people, staff are nothing, wrote this. I'm not saying wrote it. Staff are nothing. Who do they think they are? If they misbehave, that they are nothing. I said, I've always told you. You see, there's a difference. Most people in Nigeria are not entrepreneurs. They don't build their contractors. How can you be writing staff are what? Nothing. Now, it was the way they treated this guy who had vital information. Now, look at what happened in verse 14 here. And we made an invasion. So he was telling them the story. He said, we made an invasion upon the south of the Cherethites, upon the coast which belonged to Judah, upon the south, Caleb, and we burned Ziglag with fire. Eh? They said, so you are the people that came to us? He didn't know. He said, yes. David said, can thou bring me to this company? And he said, swear unto me by God that thou will neither kill me nor deliver me to the hands of my master. I will bring you down to this company. Verse 16. And when they brought them down, they were spread abroad on the earth, eating. The time David attacked them, no soldier was lost because they had left their weapons eating. Now, God was the one that said go, but God used somebody. Why didn't God send angels and be angels to be carrying flames of fire and say, listen, do you get what we're saying here? We are missing it in these things. So I have classmates, they run an oil business. They tell me, they, they tell me something, say something to me. They say, listen, when we go to Abuja, to eat. We eat with drivers. We go to the bookers. We sit down with drivers. We sit down with all these people. That's where we eat. He told me, said, you don't want to know the information we've gotten from these people. Because when they see a big man sit down with them to eat, they'll say you are different. What we know, we will tell you. Oga, you know value. See, Oga is doing this. Meeting here, meeting here. Go and do this. Someone is a, my friend is a pastor in church in Abuja. One day, someone sent it to on television. I said, Pastor, I told you that that guy was the driver now when I used to work in the EFCC. He was the driver. He's a senator now. I said, how did he get there? Because as driver, he gathered strategic information. Now, he told me, he said, when I was working, there were many bonuses I was not getting that were due unto me. He said, I'll go to work. He said, I, this, and these people in the office were not telling me. He was the one that called me aside and said, I can see you, you, don't, you don't collect the, 
that when you spend these hours, it's in the law. He said he showed me. He was a driver. He said, when I went to meet them, they said, eh, this is the envelope. We was ready all this time. He said, what about the pastor? Ah, when you didn't come, we have done what we do with the pastor. But from now on, this is the envelope. So they kept the envelope. His envelopes were, were, were just being distributed because somebody, do you get what I'm saying? Woman with the issue of blood spent everything until somebody told her about Jesus. And so when you are believing for something, pray to God that everybody that has critical information in this system, let them speak to me. Are you following what I'm saying? And be conscious about that. Send them to me. Because somebody somewhere has the vital information. Anything you want to do. So you can boldly declare, next year, my business, our power will multiply 10 times. But there are people with strategic insights. They are not spirits. They are human beings. Let me show you another one. Quickly, Job chapter 32. My time is almost up. Job 32 verse 1. All right here. Job 32 verse 1. Now, this was Job's problem. Somebody had the insight, but wasn't talking. And Job was suffering. See what happened. So these three men ceased to answer Job because he was righteous in his own eyes. Verse 2. Then was kindled the wrath of Elihu, the son of Barashel, the Buzite of the kindred of Ram. Against Job was his wrath kindled because he justified himself rather than God. All right? Also against his three friends was his wrath kindled because they had found no answer, yet they condemned Job. Verse 4. Elihu had waited till Job had spoken because they were older than him. And then Elihu saw that there was no answer in the mouth of these three men. His wrath was kindled. He said, I said, they should speak. The multitude of years should teach. Go back. Go back to verse 5. All right? So the answer was kind of verse 6. So he now says, All right, I was afraid not. Verse 7. So he now says, I said, they should speak. Multitude of years should teach wisdom. But there is a spirit in man, the inspiration of the Almighty giveth unto him understanding. Verse 9, great men are not always wise, nor do the aged always understand judgment. Verse 10, therefore I said, hearken to me, I will show you my opinion. Now, he was a young man, intimidated by all the old people around. The culture said old people are more knowledgeable than younger people. They know more than younger people, so the young man kept quiet. Job was suffering, he was looking at Job. Job was talking to God, God knew that he knew had the answer. Do you understand what I'm saying? Until Elihu decided, may the person who has your strategic information not be subject to cultural things and not talk. Do you understand this? Because it was culture that kept him there. I said, I'm not going to talk. Until he brought the opinion. And what Job was suffering all this thing ceased. All right. Because of time, let me just quickly say this. Let's just go. Now, you also need, all right, so you need, you know, God told me recently, he said, he said, look, people move in flocks. People move, there are people that move in bands. All right, but that was about something else. But God has to set you in networks. You know, you can be doing something now. If you get into the right network, everything changes. Do you get what I'm saying? Let's even just say you make clothes, and you, you enter into the network of, of senators. You can end up next year making all the Agbada for senators in Abuja. But just know how God is. God changes 
seasons. So you must be watching what is going on because they may lose the election in 2027 and two-thirds of your clients are at home. So you have to be watching and not be complacent. Uh, just saying. Okay? So, Psalm 68 verse 6 says, God sets the solitary in families. Now, but let, let's just look at this. Second Chronicles, let me just cut it short with this. Second Chronicles chapter 26 and verse 5. Now, this is Uzziah. And he sought God in the days of Zechariah. Now, I'm just showing you that this man sought God. And as long as he sought the Lord, God made him to prosper. But how did the prosperity really materialize? Verse 9 to verse 13. Verse 9 to verse 13. The Bible says, Moreover, Uzziah built towers in Jerusalem at the corners, all right, gate, and at the valley gate, and at the turning of the world, he fortified them. Verse 10, and he also built towers in the desert and dug many wells, and he had much cattle, both in the low country, in the plains, husbandmen also, vine dressers in the mountains, for he loved husbandry, which means his passion was farming, particular sector of farming. But he had helpers around him. Now look at it. Verse 12, it says, uh, the whole number of the chief of the fathers, mighty men of valor, were 2,600. Verse 13, it says, and under their hand was an army, 300,000 and all of this, with mighty power to do what? To help the king against the enemy. So God made him prosper, but the help was coming from a band. That's a network and a group, all right, of people. Now, if we go from verse 13 to verse 15, let me just show you how tech got involved. Verse 13 to 15 here. And under their hand, and that's why, you, look, you, I've just shown you, you can't say somebody is too young to, to tell you what you should do. You know? In fact, culturally speaking, our African culture cannot work again in this society. Young people know more than old people in some cases now. I was talking to the head of admin in the office, her, her son was saying, so I just asked him, do they do Formula One in Qatar? I said, yes, 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 they do it in a place called Lusay. The mother said, no, they don't do it in this. And I said, it looks like this boy is correct, too. The place he called is an area in that place. So that's where they even played the World Cup final. She told me, I'm just arguing with him. I know he's right. But I just want to do more argument, but he's correct. The boy opened the lab. He said, from 19, he knows where they, ran, they did the race from 1974. They, where he was not born, he was just born in uh, 2000. But he knows what happened in 19, because there's internet. So you can't be doing, as, as, as a parent now, you're just a coordinator of ideas. <laughs> what you're doing is bring the idea, we'll gather it together. Then let me give you advice on these ideas you have. It's coordination you're doing now. <laughs> or else your authority can be lost. Because you will say what? will show your ignorance. <laughs> so, it says, under their hand was an army, 300,000 and 7,500, and they made war with might. All right. Verse 14. Now look at what these guys did. Uzziah prepared for them throughout a host of shields, spears, helmets, habitants, and bows, and slings. Now verse 15. And he made in Jerusalem engines. Nobody had ever done this before. Invented by who? Cunning men. These were tech guys, building engines. Look at what he did to him when he came to warfare. To be on the towers and upon bulwarks, to shoot arrows and great... How do you fight this campaign? You are coming with your horses. They are firing stones at you. See what tech did to him. Now, what happened? His name spread far abroad. 
His name spread. The Bible says his fame went everywhere. And he was what? Marvelously helped. Till he was what? Strong. People helped him. And finally, because of time I can't go and show the scripture, pray for, there are people who are called custodians of wealth. This wealth thing, there are people that are custodians of wealth. Somebody in this church, somebody came from America said, this person is looking for, recently, investors, these people have, that you need to meet this person so you can help the person. It's an American. These people have, have, have um, billions of dollars. You are looking for where to invest. So when people say there's no money, eh, is that you don't know the people that have the money. Like someone said, there's never lack of funds, there's only lack of friends. Which means that, as someone said, whatever you want, is the problem is in the hand of a stranger that doesn't know you. Jesus' ministry was financed. That's, there were people that gave into his So it was financed. So Jesus must have played financiers into his ministry. That's why he didn't hear any money matter with him. So those who were just giving and they were doing what they were doing. So in life, there are some things that you cannot move up to the next level without money. You can be baking inside your house and you're baking, baking, and everybody says, sweet, is sweet, is sweet, is sweet, is sweet, is sweet. And everybody that comes, they're rushing your house and rushing, and they say, there's cute. But for you now to, to get to that industrial level is what? Money. And the money is not coming from heaven. That money is in some people's pockets now. And they are wondering what to do with it. And you need an angel to tap them. Do you get what we say here? And to orchestrate their path. So you need to, listen, you need to pray consciously. Right? And when God sends people, understand this, he will send people that will be good. I'm not saying they, will not, they won't want to make money from you because they must make money from you. You can't say, ah, but I'm a Christian. You two are a Christian. I thought you were just giving me money for food. There's nothing like something. Don't start that one. There's nothing like, because it's where Christians cause the problem. And then they know you are not a business person. They leave you forever. Because when you talk like that, they know this person doesn't know business. Uh, come down. But I thought you said you go to um, 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 Bill Winston's church in, 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 in Chicago. I thought we were brothers. No, 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 no. It's had Jesus. Jesus is a business person. I'm sure if some people meet Jesus in a meeting, they will say this is not Jesus. Jesus that said, we have spent three years on this plant. It's not bringing food. Let's cut it down and be going. It's other people that were saying, no, let's spend another year to Jesus. He gave talents to people. When one didn't bring, said, take from that one that has it. All right? That's what people say. The rich are getting richer. The poor are getting... That's what he said. Take from the man that has one talent if you don't know what to do with it. And give it to the man that already has ten. So Jesus thinks, all right, that way in terms of investing there. So you pray in the people, but also have the right mindset. Okay? So many things is the attitude and therefore so you are able to receive all right, people after you have prayed them in. But it is so vitally important 
that when God is doing things on the earth, he goes through people and they are strategic people that come into your life in answer to prayer. Now, if you don't know, then you'll just be casual about it. But when you pray consciously to God, informants, all right, people that will help, all right, and you start praying, then your heart becomes open. And then you, the law of recognition is setting. And once those people show up in your space and begin, all right, to hold certain conversation, you know this is God that has come to meet me. And God is faithful. He will come often times. So keep your heart open. Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you for your word. And by the power of your spirit, ask that you establish us in this truth as we go into a new year. Cause it to bring forth fruits, right, 30, 60, 100 fold, that we see your hand in this new year in supernatural help in the mighty name of Jesus Christ.